Not emo in the nose? Popping up at Poppy's play for the Big Lane Podcast. So, it's your girl, Marquita Beyond, and welcome to the Pink Link Podcast, where we have powerful, innovative, next-level conversations with AK, because we fancy, we make up room, we make up words over here at the Pink Link. So, yes, so to my left, I have a fabulous guest today. And Naomi. Naima. Naomi. I should have yes, asked you that before we press start. <laughs> I was like, is it Naomi in my head? It looked like Naomi. But Naomi. Naima Lene. Naomi Lene. Naima Lene. Naima. Yep. Lene. Lene. Yep. So, girl, how you been? Hey, I'm been good. How are you? How are you? Awesome. 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 And I love that you got your pink on. Pink I love link. when the guests wear you know? pink. Like, they come through to the pink link with the pink. Like, hey. Hey, extra brownie point. You got to <laughs> represent, you know? Yes. So, girl, um, let them know more about yourself. So I am Naima Lene. I'm an author, an entrepreneur, Chicago native, a mother, and a whole bunch of good juicy stuff. Hey. But that's the basics right there. So Chicago. Yes. We're going to start there. Yes. How long you been in Atlanta? Oh, what is this? June? <laughs> like six months. Oh, yeah, you're I'm a newbie. I'm a re newbie. Um, I went to Clark Atlanta for a few years. Okay. Went back home and then I came back. Oh, okay. So you came out here. What what you was at Clark Atlanta? I mean, it was a year. You know, it wasn't okay. too long ago, wasn't too soon. Um, but yeah, I did go back home for maybe about five or six years. Oh, and then wow. um, Atlanta College and name again. You know, I have a might as well get right into it. I have a child with special needs. Okay. And um really long story short, the Chicago public school system wasn't serving my child. So wow. you know, I found a place that did. Georgia has some amazing resources, so fast out to the state of Georgia. So that's kind of what brought us here. That's good. Yeah. That's good. You took that as a mom, the initiative to make sure your child get the help and yeah. the resources. I love that. So she's kicking off with an awesome start. <laughs> like mommy. <laughs> Bad as mommy. Yes, bad mommy. <laughs> yes, in a good way. Right, in a good way. Is that a movie? <laughs> that could be a movie. Bad mommy. In a good way. I know. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, girl. So, uh, we've done the intro. So, um, I saw you have a book out called Life Lessons from Love. Yes, my lessons from love. Okay. Yes. So, where, what um, inspired this book, may I ask? Oh, let me get my... Fictional tissue. Um, so, <laughs> right. Um, so, in the past, like, two or three years, I lost some really important people to me in my life. Um, my uncle was killed in a motorcycle accident in April 2021. Um, never really had a dad. You know, he was very, like, instrumental in my life. And then, fast forward April 2022, um, I lost my best friend, the man that I thought I was going to marry and spend the rest of my life with to pancreatic cancer. Uh, he was very young and I wasn't doing well. Very honest, see time, like I was not. Depression, sadness, grief, all that stuff. Um, and I'm a journalist by trade. So I just kind of started to write, you know. At first it was a cathartic process, but then it turned into something like really good. So, like I can share this with others. Yeah. Oh, wow. So how long did the process of writing a book take? Um, was it just, I guess it was kind of like going through the healing and that was your healing. So how long did that process take to write the book? To write the book, honestly, only took about four months. 
I know. Good. People, yeah, people, um, sometimes depending on what you're writing, it can take a very long time. Right. But for what I was writing, I wasn't really writing to write a novel at first. I was just writing to kind of like, like it was more, yeah, kind of getting it out of my head, you know, um, a safe space for the sadness. It was, there were a few moments where I was like, okay, girl, this is not healthy. You know, I was um, spiraling a bit in my thought process and my behaviors. And so I was like, okay, how how can I take what I'm going through and then help somebody else? Because um, through those, those were the two deaths that I, that were mainly instrumental in the writing of the book. But another thing that I don't really talk about because it's still a bit traumatic for me, sitting on the porch in between April 2021 and April 2022 in Chicago. That's what we do. We sit on the porch and get outside. Right. Myself. I know. Right? I, I know. Yeah, so sometimes I'm sitting outside and all of a sudden a car rolls up, very calm, quiet night, and shoots my neighbor uh, several times in the head and oh my kills him instantly. Um, I grew up with him, like my Trauma. whole entire life. Right, you know, so that is something that. And then you were sitting there, and bullets don't have a name. You know, it was, thankfully, it was towards the end of the block, and it, I wasn't necessarily in like the line of fire. Right. But it's just to see somebody full of their life that was literally just walking down the street. Exactly. I, I don't know the situation, he was targeted, but whatever, he was just going, you know? Wow. So, um,. I saw several situations where I thought I wasn't handling it well, but other people really wasn't handling it well. And that's I'm glad you said that because though you you was experiencing what you was experiencing and how you was handling it, it doesn't seem like you turned to things that could have made life more destructive, like drugs or drinking. Right. No. So were those people turning to those type of things to deal with that trauma and that pain? <laughs> Unfortunately, they already had those things going on. But what I, yeah, those, the drug use, the alcohol use increased. And then I saw a lot of psychological and emotional trauma. You know, I saw people attacking each other, stealing money from each other. Now, we're talking about families and we're talking about not strangers. You know, um, wow. I saw people turn to very evil and ugly spirits. Um, and I was like, wow. So if this is a microcosm of just what's going on in my life, imagine it on the macro scale, on the worldwide wow. scale, you know? And that's why you go to Kroger or grocery store, somebody back until you, it turns into an all-out blazing gun and somebody loses their life because people are so on edge with everything else. That's why I tell you my know? daughter, I'm like, baby, you might feel like flipping a bird right. to somebody. Right. But you don't know who, what, what kind of mindset, mind frame, or what that person is going, is going through. Don't be doing it. All that Rose Ray stuff, you think yes. it's cute because you in your car. Right. Somebody would <laughs> chase you down. And, you know, you yes. and your dog might go get them. But, like. You, you got to be mindful. And that's what I tell her. When people cut you off, you got to control you mm -hmm. and how you respond to that because you don't know what type of mental illness or what, what they own yeah. when they're doing certain things in these streets, like, and how they drive. It may seem. Like it's nothing, right? But it could be bigger, you know. We I've heard stories of, you know, stuff like road rage incidents, yeah. and it just pop out for one little thing, and you were like, really? My grandma used to always say, "You crazy, but it's somebody crazier." Yeah, my you ain't the only crazy person. It's like, always you know? somebody crazier than the crazy. Right, right. 
So wow. yeah, that was the title came from literally the lessons that I learned from, you know, the different loves that I had in my life that I lost. Yes, girl. I, I can definitely relate to that because I lost my mom and my sister and and so actually had to witness both of them departing. So I can definitely understand that. I need to write another book. And how is your journey of healing? Like, how are you doing? Like I tell people, healing is um, a lifelong journey because mm -hmm. my mom died in 06, my sister in 99, and though like I'm I'm good, people see the smile, people see, you know, me moving and living life. However, some moments, you know, they birthday or, yeah. or may see something and it's like it was yesterday. Like you yeah. have that moment of, you know, missing that presence and um it what coulda shoulda been if they yeah. was here moments, yeah. you know, sometimes and you know, I don't question God, but I, you know, I have, I've had my moments, even as a life coach and knowing, you know, but that's, that's something that nobody ever come to terms with, you know. And that is so healthy that you said, I have a firm belief in God, and it seems that you do too. And I think sometimes people who do believe in God, they want to go down the route of like, I can't question God. Well, this is real life. Yeah. You know, and I think um, if you want to, people like to say, God is my father. So if you look at a parental relationship, um, do you always understand what your parents do? Nope. How do you get that understanding? By asking questions. Girl, and that, and I think that brought me relief too, because I think when my mom, after my sister had passed and my mom passed and people was like, you know, like real religious, um, was like, well, you don't question God, but I feel like he said asking you to, and you, you should know, receive, receive yes. thinking you should find, yes. and I feel it will be open. If I don't ask God why is this happening or, or try to get some solace in, yes. you know, talking with him about my emotions, yes. how am I, if this prayer is a conversation, absolutely. why can I not ask him? But I get, I get in a sense of not questioning in a way that they're saying it, but sometimes it takes you just questioning to... Mm -hmm. Listen for his answer yeah. too, and I think I was doing it in that form because it helped me to it's a move forward instead you know. of just not asking, you know, and just holding on to it. Yeah, I think we're supposed to be informed. If knowledge and wisdom call your name in the street, that means that you have a duty to respond to it. Exactly. The phone rings. Nothing happens if you don't answer it. You know. So those questions, I think that's the beginning of like the healing I, I really do yes yes most definitely even though i think after they um passing i was a little mad at god for some year mm -hmm. uh, a year or two maybe um after my mom passed to like oh to oh eight and then he divinely orchestrated me meet someone who because i can listen to gospel because my mom loved gospel mm -hmm. so you know i'm not feeding my spirit neither. Right. And so, you know, you're going through things, you're going through life, and you start questioning him. I guess I kept questioning and wondering and um, took the little madness on mm -hmm. about, you know, those losses. But then once I, I guess, turned back to him, I realized that I needed him more than anything yeah, yeah. instead of trying to be mad. Right, <laughs> it was, right. That was what I needed was him in my life, you know, to continue to get through that. And that's what has kept me along the journey of healing, you know, my mm -hmm. faith life with him. In my relationship with God. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that I'm healed. Some people might can get to the point of being healed. I think that for me, it's still a long it's process. Daily. It's you know, daily. it is, it is daily. And sometimes when I get to the point where I'm like, I have all these questions and no answers, 
God has recently been coming to me and saying that you're worth an answer. Like, don't think that I take care of everybody but you. Whew. You know, he he he's really been trying to instill in me. Oh, don't cry. Um, like seriously, like I love you as much as I love everybody else. Yes. So that that's been an important lesson. Um, for me, you know, along this journey. And when I saw like your podcast, I was like, no. I wonder if she'd be interested in having me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm a Catholic. Now let there's no thought having rain. But yes, it was just like in and even though things like that and we're still healing daily because mm -hmm. it's a daily process, like I tell people, from not just that but other things in yeah, life. Like yeah. every you know, you it's the people that still healing. relationships. Right, you know, right. Like, things like that. And so, um, let me push this back. Let me just want a little love. <laughs> right, I just want to hug on Yeah. Me. And so, um, those type of um trauma and the you know it seems disastrous, but even in that, it's still working. It's working for your good. Yeah. It's working. You know, it don't seem like it, and you're like, how could this possibly be? <sighs> but the book. Yeah. That, that book came from something that was so painful. So it, it turns that pain into purpose. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it is. Like, even this, um, and I was thinking about that um, now we're on the purpose because I'm like, after that, and you know, questioning my purpose and things like that. And, you know, um, when I was feeling like I was mad and going through, I guess, a slight depression or whatever, and um, was like, my mom didn't, you know, live like her purpose, my sister, and then I don't even know what my purpose is. And now, I find purpose in doing this podcast to talk to others who who are living out their purpose. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's purpose for me. Yeah. Like it's it's like it's resistance. working yeah. even when you don't think it's working. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're going through those things. So I'm yeah. glad you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And sharing your story to help others. Yeah. Because girl, you purpose for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so um you you was born and raised in Chicago? Yes. So how was that coming up your childhood in, you know, the streets of Chicago? How was that? That's interesting when people ask that question because when you grow up from Chicago, it's just normal life. You know, right. um, like the fortunate story about my neighbor who was killed. We've been downtown, you know, at the Taste of Chicago. All of a sudden, the people next to us pulling out guns, shooting at each other. So I don't really have, I don't know, tales because it just was normal to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like my first one of my first ever memories of being robbed. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, we were at the playground. Um, I was at the after school program. I'm not gonna say the name because it's not a great story. But um, right. y'all see y'all because y'all was awesome. Um, but yeah, we we're at the playground playing basketball, and some older kids wanted the court, so they pulled out some guns, took our balls, and told us like we couldn't play no more. We told the counselors, and then we just walked to the other part of the park and kept playing. So these are kind of just like the normal seats, but right, that's how it go. Like right. that's, that's the conversation. Like, right. Yeah. But at the same time, Chicago was a beautiful place to grow up in. Oh wow. Chicago. I'm glad to hear that. The most Chicago has the best, one of the best beaches, like not on the coast. I didn't know it had a beach. Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan is one wow. of the biggest, it might be the second biggest of the Great Lakes, but it has ocean-like properties. It's so huge, like wow. condos all up and down Lakeshore Drive, like fine dining, like the world 
class cuisine in Chicago. Girl, you might make me go because my ex is from there and I actually was supposed to go this year, but I didn't really get every time I was gonna go with him, it was like it didn't work out. My schedule, his schedule. So without and then when I was gonna go without him <laughs> this year, because we together, but it didn't work there out. But I'm gonna get there. You should. It's a great place to visit. I would say don't let the stories deter you. Life is life, you and that's what someone did one but, time too. I was thinking about going out. They was like, "Girl, don't go out there." I didn't really care about going out. Like, there are know. two and a half million people in Chicago. They all ain't shooting at each other. I promise you that. Like it's it's a great place. Right, I'm glad to hear that. And I love all the you know the rap artists. I know it's drill music, but it's a lot of black guys that's trying to. I, I'm thinking that they're trying to turn you know from doing that to something else even though i think real music is like the ops yeah against ops that's our culture <laughs> oh yeah. gosh yes yeah, so culture. hopefully they, <laughs> um g herbo though he's from there i don't think he he's into herbo is from music. chicago and he has made a transition right. you know from the street culture and the music life and there i don't know if you know but like chicago has a world-renowned music and um, television and movie scene oh wow. yeah so like chicago pd fire um all the stuff to be coming on, like HBO, all the best is filmed in Chicago. Showtime, like a lot of those shows are filmed in Chicago. Right, when you think about it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. <coughs> My she wrote from that, well, she ain't from that, she's from Mississippi, but Ooh. Oprah. Oprah, yeah. Oprah show was That way of Chicago, yeah. Right. We so, claim them. So, girl, um, you've been out here going on six months, and did, did you and your husband come, or are you um, a, a waiting lady? Oh, yeah, I know. I'm not married. Um, you know, we lost your. Um, <laughs> it's a, I, I Thirteen years is a very long time to. Why you always in that relationship? No, we oh. he, we were in each other's lives for thirteen years. We've been boyfriend wow. girlfriend. We've been okay. We don't get married. We've been best friends. We've been only friends. Like wow, you know, amazing. It, it was a, an amazing span of thirteen years. And what I will tell people from that relationship is. Don't throw away people that it doesn't quite work with. Because if he and I would have like gone our separate ways the first time, you know, we broke up as boyfriend and girlfriend, I would not have been able to spend the last moments of his life with him. You know, you wow. never know what the future may hold. And if somebody's a good person, be a good person. Love them in the capacity that you can love them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not a, a problem with men and women being like great friends or things of that nature, you know. Wow. You have to love people where they are in, in that capacity. Like yeah. you so I'm glad you had that time with him. It yeah. seemed like it gave you closure too that you you all came back together and you was able to be there for him. Yeah, well, we've always been in each other's lives. Like, I have this strange thing where I'm like, he's coming. If I'm not with him in a relationship, he's coming in a relationship as a best friend. It's messed up lots of situations that we I both had. Like, like, how did you maneuver that when you wasn't when you were serious with someone else? The, the thing, his name is Dante. Everybody in my life knows Dante. Any ex-boyfriend, my family, his family, everybody knows us. And wow. it was and only God knew the time that he had on this earth. And I am so glad that I fought for the relationship, the friendship, for everything that we had because he was one of the closest people in my entire life. Wow. You know, so. Girl, I definitely seen you continue healing, healing energy about that. Cause I, oh, I, I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. That's not like, ooh. But you get through it. 
I am because you got to. Um, it was a point where I hadn't eaten in several days. I was a bad mom for a little while. I don't know. I think they ate some noodles or something. Something was in the house. I don't know. Yeah. Didn't really care, right? Um, and then I was like, you are either going to sink or swim. Like, literally, the depression and the grief. I would akin that to only people who can understand is people who have lost a parent, mm -hmm. a child, or a significant other. Mm -hmm. You know, those are, we lose grandparents. We love our grandparents. Right. We love our cousins, our aunties. Oh, you know, rest in peace. That's great. But those relationships, Ooh. you know, it's a you know, it's a sinking feeling. It's like a deep hole, and it's just yeah. like God. <laughs> you you know? gotta try to catch your breath yes. when you're breathing. But it's like yeah, his that the the day he passed. That was the first time that it was before he passed. He was still alive. I was actually there in the bed with him. And um, that was the first time that I, I hyperventilated. And I thought I was going to die. I could not catch my breath. And I'm just like, like what is going on? But that that is a very real state. Heartbreak. Yeah. Heartbreak is real. Yeah. I've seen people die. I've heard that people like pass, you know, they've been they significant for so long, they married 30, 40 years, and a person dies like in February and the next person dies like March. Like they don't really last very long without the other one. And um that's just like the guy when that uh, unfortunate incident happened, I want to say in Texas, and he was going to visit his wife, um, Daria, and I think that same day he ended up passing, it, it was like he was suffocating when he was walking to mm. go see her. I don't know if you remember that story. I don't. But, but um, them kids in Texas, it's, it's sad, but it was like you could see it on him. Like, he was like, like he... You know, it yeah. was sad because of heartbreak. Right. Heartbreak is a real thing. That's why you have to be intentional with your, whom you, but even then, like, you can be intentional and, you know, be mindful. Yeah. Can't be playing with people's hearts out here, y'all. Because, listen, seriously, like, sometimes people take cheating, like, very lightly. But you can break, you can break a person down by cheating on Yes, them. and then um, I was watching Tabitha's show, her and her um, husband, they was talking about that, because I guess they being Tabitha Brown, man. Yeah, I, oh, I saw that, yeah. Yes, he's handsome, but that's, that's disrespectful. Let husband. Yeah, that's Let disrespectful. Like, you see him and be like, oh, she got a nice husband. Right. But don't be going to DM him, because she was like, you know, some people, people don't play about that. Seriously. People actually be coming up and... Doing what they gotta do. Snap, oxygen, all yeah. that is for the show. You gotta yes. be nice because you messing with a whole livelihood in a um marriage and all Kids, that stuff. Investments, you know, it's not yes. just the physical not just thing. the heartbreak, yeah. but everything else that they have put into that marriage. Yeah. So hmm. leave on me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so um, are you? In a place to where you feel like you you're dating out here, or how's that thing for you? I'm in oh, wait, no, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but I am. Yes, I think that marriage is a beautiful institution. Yes, I think that I am a beautiful person in a beautiful space, and I just I know that I have two children. Right. Um, and as much as I have raised. And my son's father was incarcerated, you know, when he was born, essentially before we even came home from the hospital, like that day. And um, my youngest, her father, is great. He's in their life, you know, all as well. Great. But how old is your son? Um, my oldest is sixteen. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. You look great. Thank you. <laughs> so, I, although I have been doing this, um, I still know that for them and for me, there is benefit in the institution. So, I am open to finding, you know, the man that God had for me. It took me about a year to be able to say that maybe that's why he and I never, like, actually got, like, married or never... Like, God knew what we didn't know, you know, and um, just because things happen in life until, I won't say in the negative way, I say in the positive way. As long as I'm still here, I have a purpose. Amen. So, I am, I'm looking forward, actually, to, you know, meeting that handsome man. And, yes, you know, girl. He's out there. He yeah. may just be watching. Hey. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Um, okay, that's good. So what um advice would you give to someone who's dating? What what are you doing to be intentional with your dating life? Like what advice would you give to the ladies? I have some really great advice. And there might be a handsome young man or two that doesn't like this advice because I have used it uh on them, but I'm intentional about dating and therefore I don't date when time is up. Um, I don't date just to go out to dinner. I'm not even at home three, first of all. Like, I just I'm glad someone said that. People had me thought I was tripping. No, girl, listen. I could watch the Avengers with my kids. Like, I don't have to just go to the movie. I'm not in need of just things to do. You know, exactly. I'm very active in my own life. I can find things to do. So, if I'm spending time with a man, it's because... Either I see potential or I'm interested in seeing if there is potential. Mm -hmm. And once I see that there is not potential, I am very intentional on ending a situation. Girl, you said a mouthful because I have been balanced like that myself. Mm -hmm. And then when people have heard me say that, it's like, how you gonna just know a conversation would tell me what I need to know. Yeah. Um before I even waste my time because his money he could be he could make the money back but right. my time came right and i've done that before when i was younger just going here going there eat here eat there right like I, I, yeah <laughs> I, I, i'm aiming to continue to be fit and, and reach my goal right. i don't want to go out to eat right. every night like come on yeah it's not <laughs> I'm not in that. I'm not that girl anymore. Right, right. <laughs> been there, done that. Right. Nothing wrong with it when I was there. But I just and everybody doesn't deserve my energy. Like yes, and you and you don't want everyone's energy on you because right. then they can definitely block who is meant for you. To exactly. You're just giving everybody your time and energy, and then they're not adding up to the the alignment that God has for you in your life. Yeah. So my advice would be: be clear, understand what you want, what you don't want. And be okay with cutting it off just for whatever childhood reasons, you know, issues and stuff that you have. Um, I used to be a people pleaser. Like it me would so. be it's it would be hard for me to break up with somebody than to get broken up with. Like, like you can break up with me, I'm gonna be right. okay. I'm gonna be okay. I kinda been wanting to break up you with you okay? anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like <laughs> we weird. Yes. But now I'm glad we've grown, yes. like got to a place of boundaries and like when it's time to remove yourself, we're at that place because I think I was like, I, I don't think I was like this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I can take it. And then we, we as women are definitely strong. Yeah. But we supposed to be in this soft girl era, but it's still there. Like, that's strong. I am. I am right. strongly soft. Exactly. You know? Like, I'm both. Because if, if need to be, I know how to 
definitely protect, like mm-hmm. they say, guard your heart. Yeah. I know how to put myself in a position to not let anything outside of me bring me down. Mm-hmm. So that's where that strongness has to remain there. But also, I can be soft to the, the person that's going to be right, love on me, and treat me right. You know? And even to the person that's yeah. not going to be stay, I'm nice as I send you yes. away. Yes. Like, I'm not mad that this didn't work. You it know what I'm what saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Okay, so, um, I'm trying to read my own hand right now. <laughs> what is something that you would like to do that you haven't done, but it's something that you think about, you know, you you would like to get into? Like professional-wise? Either professional or, what you know, a like? hobby or okay. whatever. Well, I love to play tennis. Um, so I'm actually looking for like an adult recreational tennis type of league. I would love to kind of like hone up my skills in tennis. But I, I really enjoy playing tennis and volleyball. I can see that. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, you got the tennis going to look good. Thank you. Yeah. I never played. I think I tried, but I can't say I played. I just did something. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so um, <clears throat> from your book, what is something that you maybe you you wrote in there that you know you would like to share with the audience today? Okay. Um. So I I think a good lesson will be so throughout the book I began to help hold these things called community conversations where um we talk about the book and we discuss chapters from the book, but really what it is is a safe space for people from, you know, wherever I am to come together and talk about, like, their different grief and loss. So we read a few excerpts from the book. We open it up to people and, you know, for about the end of the night, people crying and there's tissues flowing and hugging. It's it's very cathartic. But through those community conversations, um, I think people go into the book thinking that it's about romantic love. And I think one thing to me that stands out is it's about parental love and loss as well. The, chap- the book opens up with the first chapter about the one day that I met my dad. I met him for about four hours. Wow. Yeah. And so um, as a child, I was very young, being probably about nine years old. And to me, I call that our lifetime. Like that four hours was a lifetime. Was a lifetime. And so the, the book kind of opens up talking about giving really detailed events about like that four hours and everything that we did and how it kind of like stood out to me and how like when he said goodbye, it was literally like him saying goodbye forever for the rest of my life. Um, but I think that people kind of don't really put a good emphasis on like our, our about parental loss. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you've gone through that, right. and there sometimes we lose our parents and they're still here. You know. Wow. So for me, that's what it was to like my like you lost your even though he's here, yeah. it's like it's he's not. Yeah, fifteen you live fifteen it's minutes great. from the house I grew up in. Can I go into that? Or sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, what had he? He just wasn't. Was he locked up or no, he, girl? The- <laughs> wasn't locked up from what I know he's actually a very successful uh trucking company owner um he has more kids um yeah I don't know if it was just mom dad did I don't know um so long story really short he and my mom actually kind of lived together before um I came along he had another child who actually like not from my mom or anything but him, my mom, and that child lived together for a few years before I came along. I don't know what happened, but 
they didn't work out. And um, then that one day I was sitting at the table, so random, I was coloring. TV was on, I don't know, I was in the back doing something, somebody knocked on the door. And all I remember is like the really big afro that he had. So like in my dreams and my stories, I always call him Afro Man because that's, I don't even really remember his face. Right. You know, I just remember. It's just a glare. Yeah. And, and in the book, I kind of describe him as like um, the Shaft Morgan Freeman super black dad. Like, oh, wow. I've just put, you know, all the black dads I see in the movies. I just kind of like put them all together. Right. And in my head, he has like a black trench coat and like the big black Afro. And that's my Afro dad. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Girl, so um, what was what did he say to you? Um, do you remember? Yeah, um, I remember this very vividly. Uh, my mom, she came, she opened the door to let him in, and then she's like, "This is your dad." <laughs> like I was on like a game show or something, and I'm like, "What?" You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? And so she's like, "Come give him a hug." So I was a very awkward child. So I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> like. Hi, Dad. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I just didn't know. So then, like, it was awkward for a few minutes. Like, hey, kiddo type of thing. And then we left. We went to Target. We went and got some ice cream. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget at Target. He bought me a TV with the VCR connected to it. He bought me a green jumpsuit with a turtleneck, sleeveless turtleneck sweater thing. I, I should have knew he what didn't have it all then. <laughs> and then he bought me some shoes that was like way too little, so I never got to wear them. But um, I think subconsciously I held on to that TV until it was like DVDs was out. Then we not even use DVDs anymore. And I still had the TV with the VCR. And only in this conversation, I promise you, at this moment, did I just put two and two together that I probably held on to that TV as like, that was something your dad gave you. Yeah. That was the whole thing you had to. Yeah. That he gave you. Wow. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that was that day. Um, we got ice cream and stuff. My mom was like pretty happy that day. And then we came home. And then he was just kind of like, hey, kiddo. Oh, <laughs> and, gosh. Yeah, that was that. So, how did you feel about that? At first, I thought I didn't feel any way. Like, you, sometimes you don't miss what you don't have. Like, you don't exactly. know that you miss that. You right. know what I'm saying? You grew up as a vegetarian. You don't think about turkey and chicken. Right. You know, but it wasn't until, like, I got older and I'm like, oh, bitch. <laughs> you might be acting that way because, you know what I'm saying? You experience with your dad. Yeah. And you've had this, this good experience and then... Before you didn't have an experience, you was right. good. And he come in with this four-hour experience right. that was awesome, and then nothing else. It's, it's like you read the last page of that chapter because it literally said, you know, a dream introduces you to, you know, possibilities you didn't know of, but this is real life. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it was just snatched away. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I thought I didn't have any issues with it. Clearly, I had a lot of lot of issues with it, um, but I'm at a, at a really good place now where I have been able to long before identify like behavior patterns, emotional patterns. Um, I've been going to therapy for the last eleven years. Oh, that's awesome! My son has autism. My oldest is okay. autistic, so um, I saw in his journey many many years ago that therapy was necessary. So I started therapy as a mom of an autistic child, yes. trying to cope with that. 
And then it was like, okay, this is your mommy issues, but you got you issues. And so then I began to go to therapy for like mommy issues. And right. um, yeah, therapy is, therapy is good if you let it be good. Exactly. Yeah. Have you gone to therapy for your own? <clears throat> No. Um, the thing is, I had went to therapy for like, I guess, maybe three sessions because this was what around the time after, and this was like years later. This was maybe last time I'm in '06. My sister and I, and I, I didn't try the therapy till like maybe 2017 when mm -hmm. I was having issues with my son, and then you know school, and I was like, maybe I need to talk to someone because I've been through these things, but. It was it was short lived, but the three visits that I did do, I think, was beneficial. But it was short lived. I I, I mean, I don't knock religion, but I'm a big faith believer, and she was agnostic. Maybe I should have mm. tried another therapist. So I would go up in there and say, you know, be talking about my, you know, and I just felt like it was like she didn't she didn't say anything, but I just felt like it was there was a barrier to kind of I felt like sometimes I felt that way. Mm -hmm. And I, maybe I should have told her, but she, you know, she allowed me to, you know, choose someone else if I needed yeah. to as well. But I was just like, well, I'm not going to be shallow. You know, I don't knock nobody, but I think maybe I should have kept searching for someone. I maybe could feel like they could relate to me when I'm talking about God and my faith when mm -hmm. I'm in therapy. I don't know. Yeah, no. So if um, again, this comes up in our community conversations. Actually, a young lady asked. She kind of had the same experience. She said, girl, I've been a therapist for a few months. I don't like it. It don't work. I don't get none out of it. Like, what do you mean? And so I said, I'm, I'm really glad she brought that up. Um, and what I mean by that, number one, is you and your therapist have to be on the same page. And every therapist will tell you, if this doesn't work, feel free to find another one. Yeah. It's not the, it's not you, it's a me thing. No, it's literally my profession is to help you if i can you know i want you to be helped so number one i've quit several therapists quit them quit them quit them quit them quit them, quit them. like if it don't work quit them it's okay number two um what you think is working in therapy is not going to give you that feeling of okay i have my session i'm walking out the door and now i'm super like therapy work like that's and they it's a, yeah it's a thing it's daily the therapist and then the work outside of the therapy. Yeah, and it's not uh, just a, a, an end goal. And also, a lot of what I learned from therapy didn't work until I was in the real life pra practicalness of that. So it felt, a lot of times for me, therapy does feel like it doesn't work until I look back six months later, um, put y'all in my business, okay? Just had a, <laughs> just had a situation uh, with, my, with my son. Um, uh, so he has autism and you know, some other things that's going on. And what I told my daughter was, she was like, you know, mom, I, I thought we were getting better. I said, we are, I was so excited. And she looked at me like I was crazy. I said, this lasted for 20 minutes. That's we've had hospital hours. stays before. We've had weeks. We've had, no, I am thankful, I've been there. you know? So, so it it works, but you don't really see it until kind of like those moments where you 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 put it into play. And I was happy. I was like, "This is only twenty minutes." Thank yeah, you. That's yeah. a blessing because um, I noticed like, and then when I think about it, it was five years ago because I was twenty eighteen. I was moving, and then when I moved, that's when I stopped. So I did like three sessions, and then I cut it out. But I did like the point of going, and I felt like it was me time for me. Yeah. For someone to focus on what's going Ooh. on with Marquita. Yes. And, you know, see something that I may can't see when I'm dealing with others. Yes. Or, you know, when I'm struggling, 
can't help me, you know, tap into th thoughts that I may I may not be thinking to tap into. Yeah. So I was beneficial in that aspect, and now you make me feel like I should maybe definitely try it out again. If if you're open to it, I, I don't think that I it would hurt unless you were forcing yourself to stay in an uncomfortable situation. Yes. Yeah. But man, you can relate because I've had that experience with um my um my son. He he's way better now. But I noticed the better and better that I did become for me, for me, yep. The better I was able to handle him, yep. and the better he has become. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was telling someone else too, because they were saying they they kid was doing this, they kid, and I was like, it starts with you. Yes, it, it does. When you want something to change, whatever it is, yes. it always starts with you. Yes. And so when you can start, even you know, in the workplace or wherever you may be at, um, if you having some issues. What can you do? Yeah. And I guarantee you don't start seeing some results. Yeah. And how and, and it, if that's you responding a different way. Right. And it's, it's gonna not bring that you about a different wrong, result, you, you know, know, or anything. Like when he's when he used to act out or face and instead of me popping off like my mom used to pop or what I always knew, it was okay. Get out your ego. Yes. I don't have to be, ooh, macho mama. Mm hmm Let him have his moment. Let him calm down and then be able to speak with him. I guess they call it gentle parenting. Yes. I was I was just trying to get peace. Peaceful parenting. Yes. That is so anti urban culture, uh, gentle parenting. And I was like pushed and pushed and pushed for like the first maybe twelve years of my son's life to like whoop him. This, right. People telling you, yeah. people telling you the whoop. Yeah. This and that and that's what you're hearing. Oh, he need a good yes. and no, he need a good support. Yes. He need a hug. Yes. <laughs> yes. He need he, he and people don't get that. Like and I noticed just being more patient and being more loving and doing and putting me first. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say, um, when you when you do what's best for you first, then you're able to be better for others. For others, absolutely. absolutely. And so that's mentally and physically, spiritually, and all those things. It all comes, you know, back around. I am in the process of, so I'm working on my second book, but I'm actually working on two books at once because I don't know. Because you got a lot. Because it be yeah, a lot of But one of the books that I'm working on is a parenting book. Oh. Um, and it's all of the books that I write. I, I like to. Refer to them as edutainment. Um, edutainment. Edutainment. Because I, like I like to entertain edutainment. you. Yeah, but I also like to learn something. Me personally, I'm not gonna read the book if I can't learn nothing. Right. Like I, I just I got stuff to do. But um, so yes, and a big focus of my parenting book is gentle parenting within the urban diaspora, because it is, and I, I don't like to say amongst Black people because Mexicans. You know, there are a lot of other cultures that are economically and psychologically disadvantaged in America. It ain't just black people no more, baby. To be honest with you, black people have actually, um, statistically, black fathers are in the household way more now than over the past, like, 15 to 20 years. So, we making a little bit of headway. So, I like to, like, be vocal about that. I don't ever want to say, like, black people is black people. Because, no, we get, we get our stuff together. I and I and I just I'm glad you brought that up because I'm loving like all these black couples on TikTok, black yes. love, and you know it's like they're getting married younger, they and they're getting married more because I feel like I'm in a place where I'm at where I'm uh, reshifting my consciousness 
to marriage because I didn't see it a lot growing up. And mm -hmm. then when I did see it, it was like for the wrong reasons. They hated or, each other. Yeah, or they got divorced quickly. And so that had left me with like, I don't know if that's something I even want for years. Mm -hmm. And so it's like I'm shifting that consciousness to welcome a marriage in mm -hmm. my life and welcome that type of union because you know, my environment, you know, so you have to retrain your, yourself your birth, exactly. and, um, to welcome the attraction back into your life. I come from a single parent home. My mother right. has made it very clear for many years. She ain't interested in a partner. She had, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of grew up under seeing that and you know, if I got to make that it work, yeah, that's normal. Just to get in a relationship and have a boyfriend. Like I saw a lot of yeah. bad people had long term and I found myself in that same um, position, but I'm breaking that cycle and that mindset mm -hmm. because that's all I saw and that's what I thought we did. That was okay. We didn't have to get married. It's just a piece of paper for, for the longest. But now as I'm, you know, like 30, about to be 39, like I do want that paper. I do. Thank you, guys. I do want you know right, to have that. Yeah. I do want to be submissive to my husband. That is a man that I can be submissive to. So, and I'm so I'm excited to, to build. You know the things yes. uh, that I've been able to do on my own. Just imagine like the counterpart, like the person you wake up with this person, go to sleep with this person, and y'all got like the same visions. Whatever it is, if you want to be a farmer, you want to make shoes, you want to be a rapper, whatever it is, like you got that person that y'all honed in on these similar goals yeah. together, you know? Yeah, I'm excited. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I love it because it's already done. Right. It, it really is. It's already written. Yeah. Yes, it's already planned out. So, girl, yes. So, do you manifest stuff? Like, we manifesting hubbies up in here today. So, what does you be manifesting? I do. Um, so, I have a vision board every year of my birthday. And I've been doing this for since before she was born. Um, before it became, like, popular to manifest. So I am a very like spiritual and religious person. Um, you would consider me to be Muslim. Like that would be my religion. And um, I read the Quran and I read the Bible a lot. And I am a very like literal person. So like if the Bible tells me to um, write the vision and make it plain, that is a an action step for me. So what I, I literally, uh, every year around my birthday, I literally write like my vision out, cut those pieces out, you know, put up what I see. And I'm very intentional about like the foods that I eat, the people that I talk to, like the music that I listen to, even like cleaning products and stuff in my home and food that I feed my kids. Um, I'm just telling my kids now, who's in the tight right now? But it's not tight, but it is tight because I choose to pay for high vibrational foods. You know, I choose to not eat McDonald's. Um, you know, I, I choose these things being very intentional, knowing that like God, myself, and then what my life looks like is kind of all I have. So I do know that, you know, we're in, in a relationship to create what I see, Yeah, you know, and then I also make what I see, what I want until it is what I want. So for example, had a little issue with my son the other day, I looked at the victory. I looked at that it only took 20 minutes for us to escalate so high. And focus Calm on those emotions. Yeah, the like, it happened. No, but it, it only took 20 minutes. So for me, like, I am moving in a positive direction as far as parenting goes. You know, because that's the only thing I've heard. And I salute you, because I 
I mean, my son wasn't autistic. He had behavior issues, but I definitely can relate and salute, you know, you raising an autistic child. I can um, Thank you. salute you because I know it's a job. Girl. And, and it won't ever not be a job because at the same time, you could be a parent, but you're still a person too. Like, I still be having my period that's coming on and I'm still emotional and I'm still, you know, it's like I'm still all of these other things, but I still have to stand up and be there for my child. And I and advocate and for advocate. Yes. And I've seen so many, I won't even say men, I've seen so many sorry women choose to not advocate for their children. Girl. That makes me so upset. Cause no matter what he's done, he's still my son, and I need to, and I need to have that voice for him. You know, I, I feel like this is what God tasked me with. So outside of like my son being a person, this is an assignment that I was given. I don't want to fail. The assignment that I was given. I can't send my kids back to Chicago just because I don't feel like it. You know what I'm saying? I can't just go buy McDonald's every day because it's 99 cents for a burger. Like, mm -hmm. cause it's it, not worth it. It's not. It affects his chemical balance. It affects his emotional states. Like, then he up all night. Like, there are so many things. And I am, if I could go on a rant and a rave about sorry mothers, I would. Because for so long, we've been talking about sorry dads. And yeah, they are, a lot of them are sorry. But just the familial makeup. A sorry mother is typically way more detrimental to the child than a sorry dad is. Sorry, yeah, it's just we're here the to way. nurture and right. all of that and care for, and so I yeah. can see how they can um, be. And um, I'm just glad that you know, like he's in a better place because, whew, girl, yeah. I went there. Yeah. I was there for years. It was like Lord, but just steady praying and just being consistent and even now if he have moments where he want to be grown or say things it's like it's not as often and i and i just thank god for where we have come mm -hmm. and from and for his maturity and knowing that's not right right like he has grown as well that's what god told me also like he is my child too you know what i'm saying like so I am working on him because you deserve that respect and that honor as well. Mm -hmm. So what I, I I had to like you said take that ego out of it because as parents we want to yes. be like you do what I say yes. when I say and and, and, and and that's that's what keeps them riled. Yeah, and what, it's like okay, this is what you're gonna get. And right, fight, trying to fight fight with fire. Yes, and it's adding fear. And then you're dealing with somebody who's not hormonally balanced. Exactly, they're a teenager. Exactly, they going through hormones. They going through things they sell, yes. their brains off balance. Um, all this stuff that yeah. they're going through. So you got to take that in consideration when you're just trying to... And then when you see these kids that um, people was tying up in cages and stuff on TV, like, that's so sad. Yeah. And um, being mindful, like, okay, so if the kid was doing all this, as parents, you know, we yeah. got to... What? And I know, I know for myself, it, it it is hard to get help when you having a child that has behavior oh, issues, yes. whatever. They they don't want to really deal with no. it. They feel like, oh, it that's your child. That's your child. Till they're eighteen, and then when they're eighteen, guess who they're gonna be calling? Still you, and, or they gonna call the police and you gonna and then they go, right, and then they gonna keep them in their home right. because they don't want to deal with it there. Yeah, I yes, I, I was. It's a helpless feeling. It is a. I've been there. It took years. Yes. Yeah. Years of advocating and and just 
praying and getting me together and I just continue to pray because yeah. even though things are good you know and things like that it's just a continued praying and trusting that you know he's good and he's gonna you know God mm -hmm. got him yeah, that's God is, is really all that I've had in many moments of my life, you know. And when people are like, "Prove God is real," da -da -da -da. I, I don't have to go to a book, even though, like I said, I read the Bible and I read the Quran. That's not proof to me. The proof is in my life, and I can show you. <laughs> like when they say about Jesus, like you know, um, and, and I dated a uh, Muslim, and so I don't have like I like um, their. Um, their discipline with their faith too because I've been out somewhere and the Muslims just start praying like yeah we gotta stop this it's prayer time and I admire that you know but it's like for me Jesus when they say stuff about you know Christ and things like that um the reason why it's not because oh the white man put it in me to believe in Christ I know for myself when I was in situations I said Jesus it was Jesus right, right so right. I can't go by what the white man did because right. I'm only going by okay, I, I try them for myself, right? And that's why I, I still continue to believe in Christ, mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, girl. Yes, you're talking, honey. So, um, what is a quote or a book recommendation that you would recommend, um, to the audience? Very easily outside of my book, my lessons from love available now. I'm right. Um, <laughs> no, a book that changed my life, hands down, is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. C O E H L. -O. I think I put that book in my thing on Amazon card. You, you gotta purchase it. I'm telling you, the book is it's short. It's kind of like my book. Um, it's it's short, but it is so life changing because if you're open to it, the book shows you the power of self. Um, I won't give everything away. The main character was very like full of faith, but was tested on every every angle. But the way that he not only took those situations, but bended them to his will. It's, the book shows you a real life examples of manifestation without ever using the word manifest. Wow. Yeah, I, I would recommend The Alchemist to everybody. Because you know, an alchemist is literally it's a a scientist or a person that takes chemicals and creates new substances. That that's what an alchemist does by trade. So if you 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 want some gold, besides if you don't have the AU, the actual element of gold, an alchemist takes things, puts them together, melts them, mixes them to the point where you actually have a specimen of gold. And so that's what the book is talking about. It's it's centered about around a little boy, but he is a true life alchemist and I would recommend that book to everybody. It's oh, amazing. Wow. <laughs> it sounds amazing. So it's like you using science to but the book is the life application of it. So it doesn't talk about science at all. So just how can I okay I'll give you one one really quick example. The it takes place in the Middle East. The boy finds him <laughs> He finds himself, he was a merchant. He sells things for his family to help take care of his family, right? So somehow he finds himself in the middle of like these like trade wars. Like people got swords, they in like sandy in the middle of the desert and he's not supposed to be there. And he's like, God, hell, like he's about to lose his life. Mm -hmm. He is able to physically whip up a sandstorm. Yes, he is able to change the weather with the power of his mind in the book 
So, and when people... They should have a movie. I think the movie would... I think if the movie would not dumb it down, but I think... I think you got to read it. I'm, I'm going to read it. Yeah. They, it seems like somebody can do that. Yeah. Man, I want to see it. It's, it's, a, it's a great... It's a great piece. I'm definitely going to read it, girl. Yeah. So, is there anything that you would like to share that I haven't asked you? Um... No. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Besides, like, uh, definitely check out the book on Amazon. Yes, um, please go yeah. support her. Join one of the community conversations. If you guys follow on social media, TikTok or Instagram, um, I post about it all the time. We would love to have you guys out. It is a, an amazingly safe space to grow, heal, to meet new people. I've met so many people in the community yes. and connected with people. So it's an awesome space. That's great. And so the community is your community? So, no, I actually take it to different places. So okay. I've done a few apartment complexes. Um, I'm working with the library now to hold a few events at the library. And my goal, my goal, my goal is to get into Fulton County school system and to work with teenagers yes. to help them process grief and kind of give them like a space. We claim that. It's we, done. Yes, it's yes. done. Y'all send that energy over here. Yes, that good, good like, energy. Like, comment, <laughs> share, and subscribe too while we edit. Yes. yes. So, girl, I definitely thank you. So, what is your Instagram handles, too? Did you get it out? Yeah, I am Naima So Shy on everything. N-A-I-M-A-H-S-O-C-H-I. So, Chicago, Naima So Shy. So Shy. Oh, I'm like, okay, Naima So Shy. Okay, I like yeah, that. So now, I thought that was like your middle name one for sure. Mm -mm. So, I'm glad you said that. Okay. So, I definitely um thank you for coming on. Thank you it's for having me. It's been a pleasure. Like, I feel like we have so many similarities and things that we definitely went through. Yeah. Wow. We connect after this, like, outside of this and everything. Yes. Yeah. So, bye, y'all. See y'all next time. Oh, I'm sorry. But, like always, um, I like to tell you, you are great in the life you desire. You create. So, get to creating like Naimi So Shy here. <laughs> I said your name right. You did not, but it's okay. Uh-uh. Naima. Naima, so shy. <laughs>